Welcome, welcome everyone. This is the VGP Radio, episode 5 now. Episode V if you're Roman. V, yeah. Um, And this episode is brought to you by Meat. Meat, the perfect companion for every single carnivore. Yeah. So this episode, what? They're doing doing vegan meat right now. You seen that? Vegan burgers? That's, That's catching on. Apparently we sad. we couldn't just have burgers for ourselves. The vegans were like, "Hey, what if we do a meat-free burger?" We're like, "That's not a fucking burger, is it?" So yeah, uh, I'm gonna wait ten minutes I mean, before I curse again, as per last episode. So you guys are gonna hear another f bomb at the let's call it ten minute mark. <laughs> it'll be it'll just be space later it on. Out. Just space it so out. So this up is. Yeah, so this has, uh, this episode is a little bit um, shorter than usual because we've noticed um, a lot of our fans were saying we were maybe our episodes are a little bit too much. Or when we say shorter, long. we mean it's about the length of War and Peace. So that's yes. I would say uh, moderate. We've shortened so it down a little, to about four hours. Now. We sh- yeah, we went down from a three hour to hopefully an hour, an hour and a half maximum, oh, yeah. which is, I think, a good range considering that's the usual range that people go for for a gaming podcast. Or, and uh, so this more episode banter, more, more back and have, forth. Yeah, and 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 this 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 episode won't have um, any uh, extra highlight feature except uh, a good debate, which is also the. Uh, the highlight of this uh, episode, yeah. or the title of this episode. We couldn't which is get any guests this time, because Nazir is going around running his mouth on Twitter, and he made everybody angry, <laughs> so we can't get any guests. He's alienated most of the gaming community, and uh, yeah, that's it. We're, we're ostracized. I can't work in games anymore, just by knowing him. So, but, good luck. Thanks a lot, Nazir. But, 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 but we do have uh, a fun giveaway, and we'll talk about it uh, all the way at the end. Of this episode, so whoever wants to skip all the way to the end, do it, but do it with shame. Shame knowing that we know that you skip just to jump to the giveaway. Yeah, come on. I mean, guys, this is about money, all right? And also, you know, I think think it's about us forming a relationship with you guys. And uh, I think that's that's a big part of the podcast. That's why we do this. Yeah. Well, so... um, as usual, uh, I'm your main host, uh, Nizi Ferris, and you, we've got Mazen Abdullah, which you've uh-huh. heard already, and uh, Luciano Rahal, as usual. Luciano, yep. say hello, hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I think we're going to reach uh, uh, season one million, and I'm still going to be introduced, but yeah. What's up, people? It's, still, it's hey, good yeah, to introduce you should, people. You should always introduce people. I mean, what yeah. if it's the first episode they hear? Yeah, it's anyway, new so, viewers. 
uh, fun, fun, fun. It's been a fun two months. It Very has. exciting news. Fuck a bunch yeah. of new stuff, a new console, a bunch of other weird news. PSVR turning out not to be a fluke and it's actually selling like cupcake. It is. If you go on used video game more. websites, everyone's selling theirs. <laughs> so they're selling like so, crazy, just not the first hand. It's true. Um, but the main thing is, there's been a lot of good games um, in, in, in the past, uh, yeah. brand new IPs. A lot of good launches. A, a lot of good remakes, a lot of good indies as well. Yep. And uh, and some sequels that everyone expected, but I mean, some, some were more fun than the other. So uh, we'll be talking about three main games uh, before we jump to the main highlight piece, which is all about... Um, modern shooting game, mm-hmm. and those three games are Sniper Elite Four, yep. the brand new survival sniper um, shooter from the guys at um, Rebellion, and we have For Honor, which is a brand new IP from Ubisoft, which Mazen will talk a lot about, and finally the channel will be talking about a remake for a game that is, I mean, for myself is is quite dear. As a as a franchise, Kingdom Heart, um, and this this version is basically Kingdom Heart um, HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. They love these long oh, names. Geez, that's the actual want, goddamn want, title. Yeah, I don't even How the hell do they sell this shit? Want to start with that, man. These names, they they need to figure out. <laughs> it works for them for some reason, but they need to figure out some some much much better. Uh, I think it was uh, Kotaku. Someone was writing the other day about how before they did all these remasters, if you were like a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, you had to play the games like to, to not even just like spinoffs, like canonical episodes were divided on like. <laughs> 30 different consoles. There was Dream That's Drop true, Distance man. and Birth by Sleep and Fart in the Wind or whatever the fuck they call the games. Wait, has it been 10 there minutes? Was that card Let's call game it 10 minutes. Well. Yeah. Uh, and so that's they just now with the remasters, I feel like they finally managed to create some coherence, which I guess you could talk about a little bit in your segment. I'm not going to step on your toes on that one. And, and, and just, <laughs> I, I know it's not on the topic of, of today's, um, today's uh, podcast, but I'm. I'm I, asking the fans to kind of send an email to Nazi saying to put it in the next uh, podcast. I have to say one word about this. Switch, Zelda, oh my god. Fuck me. Right? That's the first F-bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure going to be. I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for my um for my Switch oh, to man. arrive cuz it's, you're, being just got it on, it's you're two days it's behind being me. Mewled from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. guys know it came out on oh. Wii U, right? Yeah, but, but like I feel like yeah, it's, it's but, the there was so few people talking about the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. I didn't think like initially I was like, oh, I guess it's not coming to Wii U, and then I have to go online. Even Nintendo is not talking about it that much. Nintendo's like <laughs> no, Breath of the not. Wild on Switch, Breath of the Wild on Switch, and then at some point, someone Nintendo's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's also on the Wii U if that's your thing. Uh, but I, the Switch guys, come on! Look, all I have to say <laughs> is I'm two days in deep, and oh my god, that's all I'm oh gonna say. God, leave yeah. it for next podcast. Oh, you already uh, got man, it. Uh, come on, dude. This is like a pre-order. <sighs> like six years ago uh, you cannot anyway <laughs> anyway 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 switch right. switches maybe we'll do a little if like if we'll reward ourselves if we have a little bit of bonus time in the end we'll treat you guys to some thoughts because i've also been playing through zelda uh, and it'll be great because luciana and i'll talk about how amazing zelda is and Nazil will just sit here and listen to it and wonder why he put his faith in that friend of his that's supposed to be bringing him the switch anyway anyway <laughs> right so I think I think it's all fair because now I'm really pissed at Luciano that Luciano's gonna have to start and you're gonna have to start talking about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, our dear Luciano. 
Oh, you weren't ready for it, were you? Oh, no, I'm always ready, yeah. man. I'm always ready. Just tossing you right out there. I mean, I mean <laughs> you might, yeah. Since we're, in the, since we're in the entire spirit of, uh, you know, shortening our podcast. So, Kingdom Hearts, good, okay. good game. Thank you, guys. Luciano, let me, no, uh, let me, uh, let me do something for you, Luciano, here, because this is the problem. I am not what you'd call a Kingdom Hearts fan, but I'm someone who has a lot of friends who are Kingdom Hearts fans. So I'm going to tell you what I know about the series, and then you can just jump in and fill in the blanks. That'll be a, a sort of back and forth. Okay, so I know in one, it was like a weird mix of Disney shit and Final Fantasy, and there were these Keyblades, and there were these Dark Spirit things. Okay, in two, it starts with this guy who's not Sora, he's Roxas, <laughs> and then you're in some kind of weird beach world, and then eventually you forget about him, but it turns out you yeah. were him. I don't know. All right, so I remember that two ended, and that's as much as I remember. So now you're going to sort of just try to jump in. And tell me what I missed. Well, you're, you're still That's you're still fine. far better off than my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, all he sees is Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Donald Duck, and that's what Kingdom Heart is for and him. Some, which is and some weird anime dude. Yeah, but anyways, look, but it's it's it's, it's, it's great though. It, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's amazing, such. A, if you really think about it, it's such. It's the weirdest, weirdest, weirdest. It's not that, it's not that strange. Cross brand mashup. And it works. And it works. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, putting aside the ludicrous name, and then, and I do choose the word ludicrous again. I know I wrote it in my review, but it's it's it is a ludicrous name. I mean, what and happened it, to two point three or two point four or two point five? Why two point eight? I I tried to to do personal research on why that number two point eight, and and I still does not make sense. To got me. a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't the previous isn't isn't the previous? I think the previous release was Kingdom Hearts HD one point eight one point four. Or something like that. Strange number. Wasn't they it? They had a Kingdom Hearts 0.2. So just, just <laughs> don't ask, man. It's it's okay. Long story short, Luciano. Okay, yeah. As I, I remember, the basic Kingdom Hearts gameplay is it's like hacky slashy. You have a very simple magic system and a very simple yeah, level. Yeah, but it system, all it all so. changed and it all changed for the best. I mean, look, uh, for for quite a while now, we've all been waiting for for you know Kingdom Hearts three. You know, uh, it's been in, it's been teased and and in this oh distant God. future and for so long we have no yeah. idea when and how and every time they put our hopes up bam we get disappointed because nothing comes so what they decided to do here is uh and and honestly it i, I was i wasn't disappointed with you know, i was disappointed that i didn't play number three yet because i expected it to come but i was not disappointed with what they did and they came up with this 2.0 final chapter and and it is pretty much uh, an HD kind of remaster. It has three games in one, in a way, you know. So you have yeah. you have the Dream Drop Distance HD, which was released in 2012. But that is a full, and I'm not talking your usual, you know, like I'm not talking your Crash Bandicoot remaster that's coming. I'm talking full everything combat system. Everything is remastered from the original. Nintendo okay, so it wasn't 3D. just a visual remaster. It's more like they re they, they did a yeah. modern updated version. It is. It is. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially the combat style. The combat style is, is, but then again, you have to think about it. This was originally made for Nintendo 3D. So if they're remastering it for PlayStation 4, you have to, they're gonna have to enhance exactly. it, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so yeah. it was it, this time. It was on console, and and it's the first part of this three three O experience, um, and then from there you got your two point eight final chapter prologue, and it, it 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 is kind of the best way to 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 
to to prepare us to for prepare three. yourself for three exactly it's it's a it's like a starter meal you know it's and okay uh, and, and then you got the, the that little short uh hd movie that tells you you know the the, the story of the uh, of the foretellers connecting part of the series and, and you know and the history and, and putting it back together you know it's a, it's a fairly short but uh it's a beautiful beautiful thing to watch i mean if if you're not playing the game or if you haven't played the game i'm sure you can find you know hd quality of the full thing on youtube and even if you don't really have much of a background of kingdom heart but you are a fan of you know your disney and final fantasies and all that it's pretty well animated beautifully done a very good cinematic i would say so this 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 game that came out is pretty much uh all these three together you know yeah and it's 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 a it's a fun thing because it's almost like it because you want to piece out all these, you know, all these different games in the timeline so that when, because, you know, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has been in like production for like aeons <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever, you know, like it's been like being worked on for so long, but the people that are going to end up having to play Kingdom Hearts, like, forget forget the fans, like, you're going to have all these newcomers, and these are, like, the juicy people for, like, the developer and the publisher that, oh, we need their money, because we can't just rely on the fans, because a lot of these fans probably not gamers anymore, they're, like, parents with jobs and don't have time to I, play. I don't know, man, I would say the Kingdom Hearts fan base is so devoted, but, it, it I, you is, know, but I, I, I get do, that. I do see where Nazi's coming from, and because of that, they actually... Any franchise needs to expand any franchise can't afford to stagnate well these guys did did something a little bit different and and they part of this 2.0 you have kingdom hearts to uh, 0.2 birth by sleep now uh again another weird name which i have no idea why point it's 0.2 but the original one which is kingdom hearts uh birth by sleep i'll tell you why i'll tell you why actually because birth by sleep is technically on the timeline like if you look at um it's it's before the first yes um the it's before the first kingdom hearts so it's before that that story yeah so but they this get, is supposed they can't to, give it a zero because it sounds weird yeah, but this is supposed to connect you so the thing okay the reason why they've released this it's a completely new episode it's not a remastered or has never been out before and the reason they've done this is because they want to link you to the story that's coming which is kingdom heart three yeah which is part of the same storyline that you had in the original birth by sleep but the difference with point two is uh, sorry uh, 0.2 is the as now you're playing the game from a different perspective you're playing it from aqua and 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 this is where all these confusions starts happening you got zero which i would assume could you know could is also kingdom hearts birth by sleep which is linked to three but how do we link it we put point two and see it from a different point of okay. view. Okay, you know, okay, let's let's try to cut through this. So long story short, they've created a sprawling video game world with lots of characters, storylines, etc. <laughs> a multiverse. Pretty much, pretty with much. just very little coherence that is incredibly intimidating to newcomers and is just a big carnival of emotion for weebs. Yeah. Uh, Alright, yeah. so the good thing let's try to focus know... on gameplay. Yeah, well, Because good... I feel like if we want to talk about that, yeah, the good thing, sorry, you said yeah, good thing. Well, the good thing about it is that, you know, we all know what Kingdom Hearts fame is for. Uh, getting you all the way to that peak moment and then just saying it's over. That's it. So uh, they've done the same, you know, with that last one, which is the, the highlight of, 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 of this new title. Uh, they just, you know, got you all the way up and then ended it. And 
obviously that is just okay. for you to get into Kingdom Hearts 3 now. Going back to the so, gameplay, like it, you mentioned. Yeah, um, gameplay. So how have they changed it? Because I remember it was fairly basic hack and slash. Like I said, they had this sort of very simple magic system, very simple leveling system. Yeah. What have they changed around? Well, the, to start with, the entire battle system, uh, and the gameplay has 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 been upgraded, or or if I say maybe give has been given an, a, an uplift. Yeah, you know that even the entire before the uh, like you said it was like a slice and dice kind of thing and just like, like yeah hack and slash press 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 oh 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 till 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 you finish the game. Now they've actually included the environment and the environment itself has become a huge part of 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 your arsenal when you're when you when you're you know, trying to defeat the, uh, the, the the bad guys. If I can, you know, the the, the shadow people, the dream eating guys, and and that that is a huge, huge uh, change. You know, especially you're walking around, for example, you have an enemy in front of you. You know, you you look at your environment. There's certain objects you can actually interact with that will help. That, that oh, cool. becomes like part of your weapon system as well. Uh, not to I mention, they've given you uh, the ability to customize your own party. With a million ways of different kind of upgrades and, and and ways to level them up, that was not really there back then. It 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 did not exist. It was pretty much walk around, mash a button, win, finish. Yeah. Thank you very much. So they've just sort of made it more complex, and they they've made it more reliant on environment, more reliant on the party, and then definitely they sort of tried to make you more uh, like each battle becomes more about managing your resources, managing your party, trying to see how the environment can help you out. Yeah, and I yeah. and I think maybe also the technology wasn't there. I mean, this this is a fifteen year old game. Yeah, it is that. Yeah, now, that's now, what I was now, say. now they're using Unreal Engine, which which allows you to do different things. You know, fifteen years ago, I don't think they were able to do all that stuff. And and, and yeah, on, then yeah. on the 3D as well, the Nintendo 3D, you do not have the same capabilities to to, to uplift the game like on a PlayStation Four. But but overall, man, overall, the, the the there's a leveling system. There's a bonus to add things to. There's there's a, you, the entire customization of your team. Yeah, you have to be aware. Of your surrounding now, how to use it, so on and so forth, and that's uh, that's about it. You know, that's 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 a good uplift. You know, it worked well. They yeah they they failed a little bit around the um, the, the the camera angles. You know, the adjustments of the camera because you you can you know turn around and then use your controller to kind of change the the, the way you're looking at things. Um, it is not as 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 good as uh, as I it, you expect from a PlayStation Four game, uh, but I mean. It definitely shows that it's a remaster. Exactly. It's yeah. Like that happened a lot with Final yeah. Fantasy Type this Zero. This limitation. Yeah. 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 This limitation. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get that. But I get it, that. Yeah. It's the whole. It's the whole. It's the whole limitation of like moving something from a PS2 era to you know like a a, a PS4, and and you know like you get to a point where okay fine we can we can enhance the frame rate but to enhance the frame there's rate only so much yeah we also need yeah yeah it means we also need to enhance so, the mechanic and the button mashing to work perfectly to work with the frame rate anyway so there's so speaking, much i mean yeah, it's yeah, yeah. speaking of it. button mashing so kingdom hearts has its own little combat system but the game i checked out this month has a whole new take on combat. And the game is, Nazir? For Honor! For Honor! Oh my god. I'm First team, off, I can't. side note. <laughs> wait, wait, let, before you start, love... what team is it? Uh, I mean, who are you? I'm team Viking. Uh, Viking, Viking, I'm, and then Viking, Viking. And also Viking. Sometimes uh, so I'm Viking, the only knight person. Viking. 
You're yeah, I think you really are because everyone. The, you're you're probably uh, the only knight in the entire world. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, most uh, kids pick the weeb stuff. They pick the Japanese uh, samurai type fighters, and then the noobs pick the samurai. Almost nobody picked knights. Well, nah. I can tell you one thing no on, the play, on the PlayStation. The one I'm, I mean, the faction I'm playing with, we're we're beat, we're winning at the moment. Um, you know, there's what three That's three nice. three more days? Yeah, three days, and we're we're winning. We got second last uh, right. what last uh, last season. In any case, for Otter, a couple things to note right off the bat. I love the crazy bastard that they had on stage <laughs> at E3. Some people were like, he should have just done the whole show, which to me is actually kind of shitty because I love Aisha Tyler. Yeah. But uh, I could t- And plus, he would have gotten old after like two hours. Like, he would be shot. And it's like, yeah, okay. This is like, this got weird after five minutes. <laughs> also, that since we're ragging on Ubisoft. Since we're ragging yeah. on Ubisoft, the guys that introduced Trials of the Blood Dragon, that just felt like a bad dream. But okay, anyway, that's like getting really specific into it. For Honor, so clearly uh, this is going to be one where we all have a lot more context because we've all played it a ton, and we've played it on yeah. different platforms as well. But yeah, uh, right off the bat, so for Honor, capsule review, great combat, very, very questionable choices when it comes to online. So <laughs> let's start with the great combat, and I guess the online we could talk about how they've sort of taken steps to address it. Okay, so I was very skeptical initially. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Souls series. I think melee combat is very difficult to do in video games. I think that's one especially of the reasons, in 3D. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we have so many shooters is because just from a programming point of view, programming a new click button and then someone at a distance loses health. That's like hit scan. That's yeah. it's so much more doable than have this thing that goes in a set path and then it hits your hitbox and then you lose health. It's very difficult, but Ubisoft pulled it off with aplomb. They really did. And uh, and, yeah. and with no no previous. I mean, I got I gotta say that because I'm a huge fighting game fan. Yeah. Like no fighting game experience. is probably the genre that I play the most. Ubisoft never did any fighting game before. Ubisoft, like that was that was their there. first. I will say this about yeah. Ubisoft. Ubisoft no, is the jack of all trades of, of video game developers. You can't pigeonhole yeah. them. What people have done with Ubisoft a lot is they've associated them with large open world games. That's sort of yeah. become their forte. But a and annual franchise. Yeah, that's not even fair because that's not something that's a, like a, open world is more just the way the game is laid out. It could be an open world shooter. It could be an open world hack and slash. It could be an open world. So open world is just the same. And that, yes, people have pointed out there's towers and there's unlockable, but that's literally like saying there's buttons that you press and things happen on the screen. Yeah. It's too broad. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, the combat system works because it mixes complexity with. Uh, simplicity. And first of all, right off the bat, if you're considering buying this game, people, get a controller if you're playing on PC. There are keyboard and mouse controls, but they just don't it's, work. It's a nightmare. It's, it's, a nightmare. it's, it's like with Dark Souls. Come in, I'm going to bring up Dark Souls a couple more times here. It, it can be done, but it's just much less elegant as a solution, and you'll find yourself being more frustrated. So uh, what I loved about the game is that you basically have your light attack, you have your strong attack. Now, the way it works is you go with your analog stick. You can flick it. You can go. You can attack from up, or you can attack from the sides. And then there's this tiny little prompt that some people on the forums got really salty and said this was like quick time events. But no, it's it's much more that it's like a, a quick button prompt. Uh, you you see the prompt, it's like it's coming from the right. You swift to the right, and then you block from there. And um, 
what happens is it just becomes a very efficient and very smart combat system that forces you to wait for your opponent to make a move or make an opening or play aggressively, yeah. but also do it in a way where your opponent can't uh, can't attack back. Also, speaking of environment, one of my favorite things to do, and I had to sort of stop Throw doing it because it's very risky. <laughs> Throw them off the bridge. I love, I love how you knew what I was going to say. Oh, I love how you, it's such I, a, I think it's such an e it. cheap death. Matt, yeah, I've, because you do the, the guard break. Where I've been faced against the wall and and just purposely just stood there as bait waiting for someone to come just to put him on the spikes yeah it's 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 so yeah. it gives me this really nice feeling inside so <laughs> for a little bit more context what happens is your your enemy typically is in guard mode what you can do is you could guard break and then they're vulnerable and then if you hit yeah, it like again grab them yeah you spear them and if they're not near a ledge you just basically push them to the ground and you beat them down or if they're near a wall, you hit them against the wall and you just break part of their skull. And my personal favorite, if they're near a ledge, you toss them right the hell off the ledge. So and they can also fall off the map. Maybe Mazen as well. Yeah. You know, what about like what about different classes and stuff? Is there anything? Okay, I'm you... coming to that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. The combat system is really great. It's really fleshed out. So yeah, the classes I would say uh, it's it's beautiful. So there's three different like kinds of warrior you have the samurais uh well the japanese warriors the samurai i guess you could call them uh the vikings yeah. and the knights and luciano we were just roasting him for choosing knights and within those you have three <laughs> and you have sort of the balanced sort of fighter and then you have the heavy and then you have the assassin who's more like the faster uh lighter you know more more yeah. sort of quick strike agile type of, yeah and they're just so different in terms of their movesets, in terms of their capabilities. It just becomes about finding what kind of warrior you want to be, and within yeah. that kind of warrior, what type of fighter you are. Uh, yeah. And then you I've, have the yeah. best one. Then, wait, there's the, the last one. You forgot. The long range Fourth category. kind of thing. The hybrids. Yeah, the hybrids. The yeah. hybrids. It's like they're like a mix usually between either the heavy or the vanguard which is the light normal starting um the, the first uh one no nonsense and then you got and then you got the uh the assassin so like my favorite is the valkyrie from uh the viking which is basically an agile kind of shield right so she's got this shield which she can protect herself easily but she's got a, a long range because she's using a uh a pike right or lance lancer if you want to call it and at the same time she's agile to go and like you know like kind of turn herself on the ground like rotate from the sides and like pike yeah. her you know like if, if if you watch troy remember the movie troy with uh the really bad bad movie troy which had i think brad Pitt it wasn't and, that bad yeah uh, eric banna long story short troy me. yeah so do you know how like he does that attack where he like yeah. stabs stabs the dude in, in in the in the neck while holding his shield. It's basically that kind of style of game. It's really right. nice. It's really fun. So anyway, to sort of sorry, keep it concise, I had, I had to mention it. <laughs> long story short, is they have a, a terrific variety in terms of different fighters, and there's definitely something for everybody, something for every play style. So the final thing I want to talk about is the game modes. So basically, you've got your run run of the mill, just one on one fighting, and then you have two on two fighting. The Dominion mode, though, is the PS de la Resistance. It's it's essentially all it out war. You've got four fighters on each side. Uh, and then you have the minions. So it kind of takes yeah. the MOBA formula where the you, 
yeah, you cut through the minions and then you try to hold points, and it's really terrific. So what it turns into, because the game, you know, it, it is obviously it favors, and people have pointed this out as a flaw, it favors one-on-one -on -one fighting. Once there's two people, theoretically, you're out of luck. But that's where I think the players that's where really skills just come in. the mechanics exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, I've just... seen some people. I've seen some people manage. Remind me to send you. to send you a video of, uh, of one of my recordings. As so usual. I, I like yeah. peacekeepers. So peacekeeper is my main character. I like the playstyle. So peacekeeper is an assassin. Going back to what Mazza was saying. So I like peacekeeper, and I found I've realized something that when you're playing an assassin, because of the gameplay of the assassin, because it's completely different. You cannot block like all the other ones. The block is is on a timer. A lot of people are actually very scared either to to aggressively attack because once you unleash those combos, it's game over, or they are very aggressive because they think you're squishy and that's another mistake they do. So it it is yeah. very versatile, man. That the, the entire each class, each way, uh, yeah. uh, the gameplay itself. Now I will say finally because uh, so I played a lot more of the one-on-one -on -one combat. Uh, I think the game is still ironing out its server issues yeah. i've been hearing fewer yes. complaints recently that's definitely yeah. I, very few people have it initially i thought it was because i'm in the middle east and i have an okay not great internet connection but people well, at every every part of the world have reported connection problems with it. So i've had issues with the nat system i've personally had issues yeah. with the yeah. nat system yeah. it was blocked for quite a while but i just decided to re just literally unplug and replug my router and then uh it worked, but wasn't completely fixed. But a good fix was just plug in your uh, your Ethernet into the console, and that fixed my NAT problem. It's now like yeah. open all the time. But I, it had a lot of issues, though. I I I, I, I definitely I agree that, that that they definitely. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's the curse of any Ubisoft game that has. <laughs> um, I, I know there's a lot of memes about it, but I mean, let's let's face it. These memes have some sort of reality behind them, and. Uh, but look, I mean, the thing is, it, it, it's such a weird mix that it's probably going to do the same thing that, um, you know, like a game like The Division did back in the past, which is, you know, it's going to build a community over its flaw because <laughs> yeah. it's going to it's going to kind of wimp yeah. out the people that are like, oh, I can't be bothered. You with know, this it's shit. funny, though. You know, it's funny <laughs> is The Division had the opposite issue. The Division started really well and then every patch broke it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Started bumpy and the patches will gradually fix it. The division at some point people were like, guys, please stop patching it. You're only making it worse. Yeah. And they're like, this time the patches just remove the guns. So, you know, tickle each other to death. <laughs> but no, I'm exaggerating. I mean, speaking of, com speaking of community, uh, speaking one thing I noticed about For Honor is the community is a little bit different than the most games that I've played. I mean, the community is a little bit too much into the role playing. Uh, I've seen, I've, I've, you know, especially in the one-on-ones, you actually see that sign of respect where they bow or they do or they yeah, you. Yeah. It's I like People that. Like they really it. took the, it's the role immersion. Play. It's the immersion. So speaking of uh, immersing yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah. Uh, we feel you've been immersing yourself in the role of a sniper, trying to shoot people from Hell long yeah. distances. How's that been? How's that been going? Not, not any kind of people, man. The best kind of people in any warfare, the Nazis. The, you, oh, are, you mean the best kind of we people? Are, as are, in, they're we are getting banned. We are yeah, the best kind. Shut down. <laughs> like they're good no, at no, war, no. or you're with them, dude. Dude, I'm seriously. Okay, so. Sniper Elite 4. If if you hear Sniper Elite as a game, the first thing the first thing you're gonna say as any person that's that's heard of that game is like, oh, 
That game that you shoot Nazi in. Yes, of course I know that game. That's the first thing you're gonna know because it's like one of the core element and and they got so Rebellion the developer they got like probably like annoyed like the hell out in the beginning of their career when when they launched the first Sniper Elite and and there was so much it was such a cliche you know like 1940s American you know American hero story of the World War Two where. You got this lone American sniper that goes behind enemy line that slowly kills and you know like it, it, it that slowly kills like an entire platoon and finishes yeah. a mission on its own without any help at all. Like That's let's pretty face much it, Captain it America really that, sniper. Like, yeah. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And even like I love I love the guy. Like the guy is like your typical macho American movie star style, you know? And even his name, like Carl Fairburn, right? Pretty, so that's he's pretty like, American. He's, <laughs> like, Badass name, that's the name. You, it takes you got no a prisoners. Carl, right? And you got a Fairburn, so you're not really sure if he's got like if he's like a an old French origin, you know, colony colonist back in the days that you know I don't know how many generation of American that he doesn't even remember what he is. So anyway, so uh, Sniper Elite Four, uh, fourth episode in the game, um, in in the series, and this time they're right. It, it, it this guy Car Farm Fairburn, like t- to make the story really short, it's always been the same kind of concept. He has this one job where he has to either kill. A scientist that is like developing some sort of superpower or super weapon of the Nazi technology, like something like a super tank, like in Sniper Elite yeah. 3. Or now in this Sniper Elite 4, uh, his his task is to go after being in Africa and South, uh, sorry, North Africa in in Sniper Elite 3. He's traveling to Italy on the Italian, you know, like the Italian front because. Um, the the allies were trying to en- infiltrate Italy and uh, and and fight the Mussolini front, obviously. Um, so he's going there to try to kill this guy who uh, helped develop a missile that was an anti-ship guided missile called the. I, I did a little bit of research on it because I wasn't really sure if that was possible back in the day, but it's true they did uh, create a couple of prototype they. They didn't really work well, but they kind of worked. Uh, they were called the Fritz X missile. So um, uh, they're like these. Anyway, they're like these guided missile that can uh, yeah. destroy a ship. Uh, in one hit. World War Two games really take advantage of that a lot. What they did was, uh, you know, there's always this time where there's always this thing where there's like, oh my god, the super weapon, and then as part of the game's plot, you destroy it, and then they get to sort of make it historically accurate, where you say, hey, how come the Nazis never had an evil death ray? And they'd be like, because we destroyed it in Wolfenstein. <laughs> so yeah, you know. So yeah, destroy the evil robot Nazi cannon yeah. thing. So how does it play like as a sniper game? It's it's quite fun because it's not like your typical. Uh, uh, so first of all, just mind everyone, it's not a first person shooter. Um, it's a third person shooter. So it it, it kind of um, it kind of feels like a duck and shoot in a way because you know not a duck and shoot to the max because you're just hiding behind cover and trying to. Uh, so the the beautiful part about it is because you're alone. 
you know, your lone commando sniper, right, of the OSS, uh, you don't get, you know, you don't get artillery strike that you can call in and all this. So you have to rely on yourself and you have to rely on the environment to help you out. To where's your country when uh, you need it? You know, finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where's your country, boy? Um, but um, you get to a point where you know you're. It's that's what you call a survival sniper game, as they want to call it, or something like that. Because you just have to rely on yourself and you have to rely on your senses, and so. Obviously, you are a sniper, so you have uh, your typical sniper elite gameplay, which is um, third-person shooter. You kind of hide, try to find uh, uh, targets, try to pinpoint the target and mark them with, with, with your gun. Um, so back in the previous game, you could only mark, I think I remember back then, um, like five enemies at a time. Now you can just mark all of them because they uh, the missions are way bigger and because they also introduced kind of a... You know, a larger scale open world uh, uh, yeah. mission. They're you know, going like the, the way of everybody. Are... Everybody's doing that yeah, right now where yeah, they're going open yeah. world. I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it's just, I wouldn't call it open world because there's still like some limitation, but there's a, it, it's way bigger. It's probably some of the biggest maps I've played in, in Sniper Elite, which is kind of good because it did ex exactly what they were trying to, trying to uh, accomplish in Sniper Elite 3, which was this freedom of choice. Like, you can yeah. do anything you want uh, in the game. So, obviously, you just, you know, as a sniper and you're alone, you just have to hide, assess the situation, and then carefully killing, uh, 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 um, you know, the enemy. Or you can just go completely the stealth way and, like, shank people or not do anything, yeah. just focus on... The bottom line is which, it's a very which, methodical game, from what I've been told. It's, yes, it's a game where it's, you have to sort of plan everything out. I wouldn't. It, it it almost feels a little bit like the way Metal Gear Solid Five played. You know, yeah. if if I would like kind of uh, accept your main weapon is a sniper, but you also have your you know like your uh, your um, silence uh, pistol and other kind of pistol, and you have an Uzi just in case you know shit goes bad and and you have to like kind of Hollywood style out of it. Um, so they added. Now, the fun part is they added a lot of good uh, uh, extra stuff just to kind of modernize the experience. So they added this whole um, kind of ability or perk system uh, in the game, which uh, unlocks slowly as you as you level up in the game. Um, but it was kind of a fail attempt. I don't know why they even bother. It's just like very simple stuff like, okay, once you reach level five, you can then either you have to pick between two perks. It's either... Uh, get more um, well, bullets or get more health, for example. Like, it's just, it wasn't that much, uh, there's not that much depth into it. And in maybe it would have worked better uh, when it comes to multiplayer. But even in multiplayer, I didn't really feel any kind of additional value yeah. to have I that mean, whole... Yeah, and like, yeah, the perk system, it's just sort of, it's fun little bonuses. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I think, yeah. I feel like Sniper Elite 4 was meant, you know... As as a military shooter, it was meant to be more of a, for you to enjoy kind of the story mode of the you know play that character and for the story mode, you know versus mm. most of the other military military shooters where they're actually more kind of developed to be played on a multiplayer scale. Well, see, that's something I think, I think we can yeah. I think I think that's something we'll talk a little bit more in the next segment, but just to kind of wrap it up. Um, the, the the thing about Sniper Elite is it was never about 
it was never about like Trump. It wasn't even about the story because the story is just like you know a very cliched you know uh, America saves the days and, and the day and all that. But it's 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 a game for really really patient people. Um, like like if you want to play the game on on normal mode, yeah, you can do that. But we're talking about we're talking about uh, a you know this is back in the days in the 40s. There was no perfect silenced uh, silencer on on snipers, so you couldn't just like yeah, you know, stealth carry was much more skill based. Weapon. Yeah, it was more, much more skill based. So you had to rely on stuff like you know, there's an airplane flying by, so you get to see these uh, on your UI in the game. You get to see that okay, whoa, there's an airplane, so there's a lot of loud noise, so you can cover an actual rifle shot, so you don't have to. You know, you you don't you can play it completely stealthy, and and so this game is really for patient people. And I think even if they added a little bit more now in multiplayer, um, I don't think it's gonna build up on the multiplayer. I think it's gonna build up more on like the on on the fact that people love to play that game the same way they played all the other is to go higher and higher and higher in the difficulty level and go through the the single player mission which are 10 in in, in total plus one if you get the uh, kill hitler uh, dlc mission which is also another tradition of the series <laughs> i can't believe they have uh, that <laughs> yeah there's always a there's always a mission like mission critical kill hitler and there's always and but they played it in a way that and every single uh, episode, they think it's him, but it turns out, oh, it was how a many decoy, guys with little know, mustaches was... are there? I don't know, man. I so speaking me, of everybody's of obsession, of who. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that one as well. Uh, speaking of everyone's obsession with killing Hitler, uh, this year, as everybody knows, what happened was Call of Duty finally tested everyone's patience too much. Everyone thought it was the un, the you know, the undefeated champ. And here's the thing, Call of Duty failed in the sense that it sold in the millions and not the billions. Uh, it was still huge, a lot of people played it, but it, it really went downhill in people's eyes. And a big reason that people cited was ever since Advanced Warfare, people were angry that it was set in like the futuristic Infinite, world and yeah. outer space, Infinite Warfare. Meanwhile, Battlefield, which is a series that's always lagged considerably behind Call of Duty, got this unprecedented push of huge popularity because they decided to go to World War One, which is this very gritty, very ugly, muddy, disgusting, yeah. dying in the filth and yeah. the grime mud. What's wrong with these publishers? It's either black or white. Either you go back to World War right. One or you go to, to, to 2020 <laughs> million. You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely something we could point touch on. But here's the thing: so uh, I have my own theories as to why people like military shooters, but I feel like they've been tested a lot. And so yeah. I think uh, what we're going to be doing in this segment, just to sort of give you guys a background on it, is we're going to try to ask ourselves why modern warfare shooters were not just like popular where we thought they were a phase and we thought we were moving towards arena and class-based shooters, but when people started started switching away, then there was a backlash and people were like, no, 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 we there there is an audience. That's not to say that everybody, because the most popular game in the world right now is League of Legends, and it's colorful ninjas <laughs> fighting mummies, fighting weird robots. So the, the weird and the obtuse has an audience, but the modern warfare uh, that, uh, crowd... League of Legends yeah. fans are going to hate you for that, man. I can already it's see that the, the, the saltiness coming out. No, I would, <laughs> no say, I would say people in League of Legends like it because it's, of its, it's not as an aesthetic. It's a very strange-looking game. 
but that's the thing. So anyway, but there is an audience for people that want a game where you're a guy on a battle. Well, you could imagine yourself going through like a street in Mosul or trying to take out terrorists, like where you could see yourself in a relatable modern warfare setting. And we're going to talk about why that is. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm yet, so I'm yet that's to our... see uh, on that topic. I'm yet to see uh, the game where it allows you to be the bad guy. Be the terrorist. That's ah. people like people are too angry nowadays in today's global community with terrorism. It the, the publisher would seriously they might even face legal trouble. You can't go near it. People have this just very and nah, I'm not nah, saying it's nah. unjustified. People have a very real hatred for terrorists and they see them as just being savage. Honestly, I don't think there's any narrative there. There's nothing to talk about. These these are like they're fundamentalists. Maybe somebody could take a look at it from the point of view of maybe like an indie title, something that talks about the horrors of war. But yeah, a, a military shooter where you're the hero and you're you know decapitating journalists. Uh, that's that's a tough call now. <laughs> or podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so for for all of you for all of you we're gonna take a, a short break so in case you wanna hit on that pause button or do your thing in the meantime or continue yeah. continue uh, later on while you're stuck in traffic in your car uh, um, yeah what it takes a lot of time to go from Beirut to Juni or it even does. Dubai to Dubai. like I've heard horrors of people being stuck on on well we have the metro i just i just abandoned my car once i did have a car i did drive it's somewhere near until yes i I just gave up on it this is three years ago (laughs) i think the squirrels ate it yeah so uh stay with us and uh, we'll be right back after this short break we'll be back back for those of you that missed us uh this is the vgp radio and we are now entering into our highlighted piece of this episode five which is a tale of shooter modern shooting games um in the gaming industry praise so the lord i think we're gonna be shooting some <laughs> modern shooters <laughs> that's a very bad impression of a redneck it is it is okay let's just, just talk, let's just you know, stick and roll, stick and roll. All right, so uh, just I gave a little bit of a preview of the segment, but for those of you just joining us, uh, we're going to be talking about the appeal of the modern warfare shooter, how it captivated us as gamers for a very... I remember I used to watch every time they'd announce a new Call of Duty game, it would shatter the record set by the previous Call of Duty game. It had yeah. meteoric success. Everybody liked it. Then they start messing up when they hit Ghosts, Advanced Warfare, and then every time they're like, hey, the future, people just react with more and more anger. And the final, the culmination was when Infinite Warfare hits, and even Activision finally comes out and they say, guys, we listen to you, you don't want to go to the future, we're going to do another Modern Warfare gritty, you know, out in the dirt, 
madly yeah, mad yeah. shooter. And so, yeah, I think to, in this segment, we're just going to talk about what it is that, that appeals to gamers in that genre and uh, whether it's the mechanics, whether it's the setting, whether it's the power fantasy. So I guess we're just going to be sort of exchanging ideas on that. Yeah. All so right. I think the best the best would be to start with something very simple. What do you because when I thought about it, we're going to talk about modern, you know, modern shooter. What? is the definition of a modern shooter like what is a yeah. modern military shooter to you so like the the modern i think i was inaccurate when i say modern shooters i think military shooters is a better genre because military yeah. shooters it covers he had call of duty was very famous and hugely successful as a world war ii shooter and later they also did some parts of uh, what's it called uh, the Pacific Theater, they did the European camp. They yeah. basically, they were the World War II guys. Uh, so yeah. what happened in, essentially was they switched to modern warfare and they become... It was them and uh, Medal of, of Honor. So we've, we've established that, a couple that things. That was the Gamers first game I ever love, played. Yeah, that, that's a classic right there. Gamers yeah. love World War II as a setting. Gamers love the Iraq War as a setting. And gamers love the Cold War as a setting, as evidenced by Black Ops. So then when you yeah. say, hey, what about a futuristic war where we fight, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey from House of Cards? And they're like, no, that's <laughs> just weird. And it's like, what about a war that talks about the dangers of private military corporations? And they're like, that's stupid. And they're like, okay, what about, you know, where there's a, they have robot suits? And they're like, also weird. And they're like, what if we fight Jon Snow in Mars? And people are like, I'm going to buy Battlefield. Just go away. So... <laughs> Also, I think, yeah, <laughs> that is by far no, the think, best I definition think, of infinite warfare I've heard in a long time. Fighting Jon Snow is, on Mars. Yeah, Jon Snow on Mars. Yeah. So uh, uh, using a boat. What was it? I think. Yeah. Look, I, I think I think military shooter is just when it's believable military That's shooter. Thing. You know, believable. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's the believable part. It's the part where you know, like, okay, okay, I get it. That kind of war could actually happen. Like, we're not, you know, I'm not flying a crazy helicopter that has Hellfire missile galore and that my, uh, uh, you know, like, and that some sort of, there's like some sort of crazy, whatever, sci-fi technology that allows it to become a hovercraft at the same time. No, it's, it's I think... In general, it's it's the realistic part. The realism, of the yeah. There's yeah. so Even much that goes into it, man. Yeah, yeah. I was playing the Modern Warfare about... remastered. Yeah, you were talking about what? No, no. But I just to point out because a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, okay," but I don't really like Battlefield Four. But we're not talking about realism as in as in graphic and as in uh, environment and all that. We're talking about realism of Zen. Even Call in an arcade shooter yeah. like Call of Duty, you know. These they stuff are kind the of believable. They, yeah. Because yeah. if you want real, 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 you go out and you play Arma and yes, stuff like that. that's exactly and what Call I was going to say. You know? it's, was it's, like, yeah, people don't want to like, oh, you get shot once and you die. No, that's too yeah, real. Yeah, well, that's, well, again, for me personally, I rather, I'd, I'd rather play something that is 100% realistic that is now in the exactly. present versus me being able to shoot homing missiles off a bow. Uh, on yeah. Mars, like you said, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I would definitely look to uh, my. I mean, I as think, a target, yeah. I'm yeah. Like for more for Armand. I mean, I'm not also asking for for you know scrap out drones and stuff like that because that's realistic. That's happening these days. Nah, but, but just, just yeah, there's jetpacks flying and 
you know, it's, it's I think too much. the thing is, people like a video game that feels like a video game, but doesn't feel too much like a video game. And that's what the, yeah. the military shooters do. You feel like you're in the army, but you don't feel like you're in the army as in you have to wake up at 5 in the morning and go to basic training. And, you know, there's a, there's just three hours where you're doing nothing and you have to trek across and you feel like it's heavy yeah. to carry the thing. I think you feel those... like you're in the army as in, yeah, the... the, yeah. the, the the dressing of it. Ghost Recon Wildlands yeah. actually did that very well. You know, the the the, the entire. It, uh, but once I think, again, I think it yeah. balanced. Yeah, it, 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 it's again, it's another balance. It's 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 all about the balance. And and like I I think we all played Ghost Recon the beta, and I'm I assume you two are done downloading that game. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm already I'm, uh, I've already killed at least thirty percent of El Sueño's. Captain, God damn so. you capitalist and your good internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel already, I'm, I'm already smelling us when you're from, from where I'm sitting. <laughs> there you go. That's ready no, to do the, it. The, so the, the, thing, the thing about Ghost Recon is it, it's, it's, it's a different kind of military shooter. And, and I think it's, it's the more the, the, you know, like the, the tactical military shooter. You know, like, I don't know if you remember back in the PS2 days, there was that uh, SOCOM, uh, US yeah. Navy yeah. SEALs. Yeah. And that was, that's exactly what it reminds well, me. And I think that's one of the, one, one of the, it's on par with the original Ghost Recon, uh, which is, you know, this very tactical, small based, uh, uh, you know, um, covered ups. Yeah. Yeah, units, you know, like the SOCOMs or the GIGN from France or, or, or yeah. the, uh, you know, Etc. They're called these ghosts very small, here, <laughs> yeah, the, the ghost units or the ghost squads, which are basically just four people usually, uh, uh, and and they just so these guys are more into like you know counter. They're they're technically not military, but they are military. They're specialized units. Paramilitary. Uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah, a, they're, they're, it's they're a joint against, force between fight, the CIA and the uh, and the, the Navy the, SEAL the anti -drug, and someone else. The, yeah, the DED or and something the like anti-drug, the DED, and all that. Uh, it's it's where people can. It's where the DED cannot go because they have no jurisdiction outside of. See, the for US. me, this is a good. So anyway. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, man. it's it, it's a it's a it's a good concept, and and I think that's also one of the reason why um, a lot of the Tom Clancy readers uh, uh, love these books is because you know there's so much uh, uh, you know realism to it as well. So so this game is basically you're a covered up. You you want to basically like take down a sort of a, a drug cartel. Yeah. from from the ground up so through each section of of of, of its uh of, of the way the yeah. cartel works so you have yeah in in bolivia so you have the, the the guys that are in charge of the enforcer so like the you know the brute force so uh you have the guys that are in charge of distribution you got the guys that are in charge of doing you know Production being the front so yeah or being the front which is usually you know that face of the corporation that is kind it's of like hiding a whole the, yeah, the yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Pretty, it's, it's i mean it's pretty yeah. it's pretty um it's it's different it's accurate it's, it's very accurate and it's it, very it, different than the usual but, military yeah, shooters and, you and, see. And, uh, and it's like all ghost recon ubisoft they went crazy with you know trying to be as as believable as as ever so they went and talked with even military advisors and government drug enforcement agencies and even ex-drug smugglers just to get like no, it's the pretty, kind of crazy yeah, it's, stories it's and mission accurate. you could could happen accurate. 
Yeah, and um, and it's 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 so that's you know that's that's one kind of uh, 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 one kind of you know tactical or modern shooter. And again, we go back to realism. Yeah, but but you have to keep in mind okay, here about the fact that it's one option is that it is the only one out of all the military sh- military shooters that actually took down that is doing this type of of of, of military shooter. I mean, what I'm trying to say here is that this is pretty much. Uh, like you said, a modern SOCOM mashed with a Grand Theft Auto, yeah. but in a mili- skinned as a military. Yeah. Game. And and, yeah. and that is and, but and then, that's the beauty of it. That's that's why it works. But then so we, we, we keep on getting to the same point. It's like, okay, realism, 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 realism seems to be uh, 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 you know, like the craze the, the main point of why people like this this kind of game. But then I like a lot mil- military shooters, but I I cannot stand anything from from the Arma series, and since you mentioned that, Luciano, I figured you obviously know enough about the Arma series. Yeah, yeah. So, explain to me why you like the Arma yeah. series and why you can, you know, like, because in the end, it's it's uberly realist, and I cannot stand yeah. that. I mean, the thing I with Arma, I don't enjoy it. The thing, the thing with Arma is, and and the way the way it began is, uh, it, it got famous because it had this enormous open world map i think it was one of the biggest when it first came out the map would take you hours and i literally real human life hours to go from point a to point b and it kept expanding Mm -hmm. and and when they first you know came up with arma you had the weirdest people playing the game and i've seen some things in this game where people would just you know just the, the their worst and their best would come out you had people that would take the roles of being like the bad guys and just following other people and then and tormenting them over the mic you know like undress and because it is so realistic that every single part of your body plays a role your hand your legs your shoes the hat the backpack what you get if you die you restart from scratch as if everything you've done is, is absolutely useless it is a mixture of sur- Jesus. it is a mixture of survival and and and, and military because uh, you are in some in this entire military environment and 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 you have your team or a bunch of friends or you can be a solo person but you know most likelihood of you surviving is five to ten minutes and and, and the way the, the way it was is it was set up is uh think of flight simulators you know the microsoft flight simulator it was so it's a good piece of machinery it's i mean certain people use it as well to to learn about flying i've, I've met some people that can fly the the the, the cessna cessna's planes it's just because they learned it off, yeah. off of that game it is a military survival shooter uh simulation it is it, it's it, the whole it's okay. the whole package it is see but yeah. arma arma is its niche so that's so what we've acknowledged here is that there is a market for things like arma but then do you think that Arma could ever be bigger, or do you think it's going to stay with just this it did. small audience? It did get big because because of the there's no story mission, there's no storyline behind these type of games, yeah. and because of that, people started creating their own fant- their own fantasies in their heads, and 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 from that you had you know Arma two, and then eventually mods and other publisher, other independent people started coming up with with Daisy, for example, which is part of Arma two. That you needed it's an expansion pack in a way, but you needed Arma two Operation Arrowhead to be able to play it, 
and and from DayZ mod, you had an, another bunch of developers. I think it was Bohemia Interactive. They came up with the actual DayZ video game. Again, part of the entire the same concept where people are creating their own kind of story. And eventually from that, you had games like H1Z1 that ended up coming out. And H1Z1 is also military, it's tactical, huge. Old and exactly. And, and, and they've yeah, had a that zombie part. That's a whole it. different angle. That's yeah, a whole but, different but, angle because Arma, in the sense, just in the sense that Warcraft would give rise to Dota and then it would create yeah. this whole ecosystem of MOBAs. Or, 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 yeah, or, that or Half-Life. Count. Uh, yes, people aren't in, yeah, people aren't in for Arma itself. They're in for what people did with the engine and with the ecosystem of Arma. But the gamers are in for Arma and for DayZ and for these things, not because of, 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 of whether there was a zombie or not. They they're, were in it because they're giving yeah. them such a massive world where you're combining survivability and military, but they're also playing yeah. on your own fantasy and your own capabilities of creating your own stories. That. Your own missions, yeah. your own, you know, resources gathering. Build, We've man. touched on a whole different genre here. I get that because uh, in talking about military shooters, we talked about uh, you know Arma, and then Arma gave rise to DayZ, and then DayZ created a whole genre of shoot of yeah. games on Steam, which are the open world crafting based survival games that are never finished yeah. ever in the history of mankind. Well, so, Arma, Arma, yeah. Arma could have not been finished either. I mean, I mean, it, it was no, no, gone. Arma two, DayZ Arma is three it's is... broken. Daisy is, is yeah, a, a game is. that no, they have no intention of ever finishing, and I don't even play the game. But I just feel the anger of the the kids that play it, and just being really betrayed and sold up the river by the guys that developed it. Well, so, yeah, you know. most of them, most of them ended up going to H one Z one at one point. But I mean, going yeah, going man. back to this entire military thing is. It, it, it is military, yes. It is a military shooter. It doesn't matter whether the developer, the title, gives you an actual story mode to do, or or you end up doing it yourself. Yeah. But they did add mods. So, they did add expansions. They did put things like Cold War Assault, where you actually did have some sort of kind of operations that you needed to do. But bottom line is that it, it, it is extreme. The realism part of this made it okay. success. And yeah. let's of, yeah. let's pause think, on that think, realism. I think yeah. I think that's yeah. So we got realism, but I got it. We got the second part, which is the most important thing of why people like military shooter is the community. The community. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, exactly. So so we talked about you know we were talking about uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands probably gonna be better if you play co-op as it's, as, as people. I, yeah, I loved and, it in co-op. It was fun as hell. Which yeah, which I already noticed in the beta. Um, and the Arma series obviously built more and more because it built communities Good. and then, then yeah. sub-communities, one that preferred shooting zombies, the other preferred to go back old school and creating their own... It, created uh, them, know, it like gave them content. Stuff. It gave them content. That's what Yeah, it exactly. And, and I think, and, and if you think about it, you put these two together uh, uh, and, and you get another example that is also based from Ubisoft. Feels almost like a Ubisoft episode today, Rainbow but, Six, uh, uh, which is Rainbow Six Siege. So They're jacks of got, all trades. We established it. They've done so that much was, that, that we cannot talk about. That was just crazy. That. It was yeah. a, a perfectly realistic, uh, uh, you know, again another paramilitary uh, shooter, which is you know counterterrorism. And you, you look at this game. It, it flunked so bad in the beginning because it was destroyed by the the server launch. Net code issues. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and 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 Nat, Nat, and all this, and it's just nobody was playing it. And then slowly, it's just like all this very very small core community just decided, okay, I'm just gonna stick around and hope for the best because 
one, either they can't afford another game, or two, there were a huge plan of Rainbow Six back in the days, yep. right? And they're like, oh my god, this is exactly, you know, like the typical realistic gameplay that I loved in the previous uh, Rainbow Six games, but now it looks all so prettier, right? So, but they, they and slowly, the thing is, they've, they've also done the same thing with but, this in a way about realism. So, if you think about it, you know, when you're going in uh, as a tactical team of 4, 5, 10, 20, whatever, yeah. you know, and, and there's something you don't see in Call of Duty or your Counter-Strike is you go in, you have your mission, you have to defeat the other team, whatever, one is terrorist, one's the other. But, you know, once you die, you die. Like an arm and all these, you die, you reset from scratch. You have nothing, no backpack. All the grinding that you've done is gone. In this, you die, you're gone. That's it. You don't respawn like Counter-Strike. And I think that is giving people... Um, this 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 extra love towards the game because they need to work more together as a community they need to you know and and i think they're always going to be like this as well i mean you you know you have the mass people that want you know this quick game come in kill die respawn capture the flag whatever and then you have the you know the other people that would like you know that this little escape into a different military kind of world like arma and then you want the uh, the, the the guys that like patience and slow moving tactical things where you get your rainbow six i mean that the, each of them has its own specific audience but it all comes back to the to that thin line where that yes it is good. We are an audience of A, B, or C, but it needs to be believable to a certain extent. Well, I think I think I think that's that's been a beautiful debate, my friends. So um, to kind of close this episode, and that was the surprise part for everyone. Um, we have a certain way because it's been it's been quite a while. We we've started this podcast with no real like i didn't i don't think we had any perfect um strategy for it and uh but i think we just we're we're all kind of very passionate about gaming and we want to give our voice and and in 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 some way it's it's also a lazier and easier um way to talk about uh gaming than to write a bunch of words that take too much time to edit uh, probably, uh, but um, but it's yeah, it does save time. But in the end, it's 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 a fun thing to talk to an audience, and and this is why, uh, in some way, to thank our steady. Last time I checked numbers, we we're reaching roughly um, four thousand unique uh, um, listener, which is I think is pretty decent. Hopefully, I mean it's I four thousand different. I'm very happy with people four thousand. We us. are we are in twenty. What are we? Twenty seventeen. Yes, yeah, sorry. We are in twenty seventeen. <laughs> we are in two thousand seventeen, and most people are going. You know, whether they're on Twitch or video or, or vlogs and all that, and we're still sticking to podcasts, and it's working for us. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm actually very yeah. proud of this. Four thousand. It's not bad for a podcast. So, to thank our uh, very loyal. Uh, followers and and listeners or even people that are used to us from the original website uh, which is vgp uh, professional or vgprofessional.com uh, uh, we're giving a, a game we're giving out a couple of copies of a brand new game from the guys from at uh, Inksile entertainment and techland which are their uh, publisher and that game is a game that uh, Mazin reviewed this month, which is called Torments, uh, Tide of Numenera. Yeah, um, 
it's a pretty good game. Uh, well, I mean, I know Inkstyle mostly for Wasteland. Right. So, what do you have to do? Uh, it's pretty easy in the... Um, if you go to... If, if you're... Obviously, if you've been... If you're listening to us, you know our website. And on our website page for this episode, it's going to be a small uh, sweepstake in the uh on the page which is gonna require of you to do very simple stuff um the more stuff you do the better you gain points and then um uh, around the 14th of april we'll just draw um uh, a bunch of winners from this sweepstake um so it's really that simple it's gonna ask you to do very simple stuff like you know you get an extra point for just visiting our facebook fan page or for following us on Twitter and etc. Uh, really simple stuff. And then uh, hopefully we'll have um, eight winners. Um, we have three copies of the game on PlayStation 4, three copies of the game on Xbox uh, One. Those are physical promotional copies. So they look a little bit weird, they're kind of pale, and they don't have a, a, a game insert. But hey, free games, right? Yeah, um, and it will be it will be sent to your address. Uh, just one note on these: these are only open for the UAE because that's where we can ship it. Sorry, guys, but we can't really afford <laughs> shipping six different games around the world. Um, and then uh, we have two copies, two digital copies of the game on PC. So those are really easy, and they're but these are open for everyone around the world because we just have to send you the redeemable code so you can play the game on Steam. So um, make sure to uh, check the website if you're listening. Um, and then for those of you that have been here, um, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be uh, we'll be launching the sixth and final episode of season one of this podcast, which is uh, next month in April. And hopefully we'll bring uh, more good content for all of you. If you want to follow us, we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook as, as well, which is we're on all of it. And obviously a podcast, whatever platform you prefer. So from all of us here at the VGP Radio, uh, it was good to have you back and we'll see you next month. See ya. See you guys.